Welcome to the Real Life Weight Loss Podcast, where we cut through the confusion and get down to the truth about what really works for real people when it comes to losing weight, having incredible health, and a body that you love. We believe that losing weight is really about gaining life, doing things you never thought you could, having renewed confidence, and enjoying your body more than ever. I'm your host, Corey Little. Now let's get to it. Okay, everyone, I'm absolutely thrilled because I have a special guest for you today. Her name is LaVon Miller, and she is going to share with you just a little bit of her story about uh, weight loss and health and life and everything that she's gone through uh, in trying to lose weight. And then also once she became a member of the inner circle and what that process has been like for her. And guys, trust me, LaVon has some tremendous golden nuggets to share. She has a lot of weight loss wisdom to share. So this is an episode where you're going to want to turn the volume up and maybe take some notes. So without further ado, I want to introduce you to LaVon, but LaVon, just please get us started, if you would, by telling us a little bit of your story, anything you'd like to share about your life, uh, health, weight loss, your struggles or successes in the past, what you've tried in the past, and just and just anything you want to share. The microphone is yours. Thank you. Um, this is just such an honor to be here and to be able to share some things from my own experiences. I've I'm where so many of your listeners are right now. That's where I was six months ago when I found your podcast. So I know that there's a lot of worth and wisdom in the podcast and I'll do my best. But what I share today is just going to be my own experiences and, and what's from my heart. So um, when I'm 46 years old and my weight started packing on after I had my four children, that's not going to sound unfamiliar to a lot of your listeners. I had four babies in six years, and in my early 30s was when I really started to feel, I, I was probably about 20 pounds overweight at that point, um, and then in my 30s was when I really felt like things started to change. I had a lot of life experiences that we would call kind of super stressors where I'm moving and we've had new jobs. I had the wonderful blessing of being a stay-at-home mom. And in about 2012, 2013 was when I decided to go back to work. And I felt like that was when things really changed for me. My whole lifestyle, how I approached food, um, my stress levels were different. And so during that time was when I really noticed that there was a huge change in my weight. And then fast forward 10 years later, I am now 60, 70 pounds overweight. And that was where I was when I started your program about six months ago. So let me go back and let's get a little bit of a timeline. You said in your early thirties was when you found yourself about 20 pounds overweight, correct? Correct. And so had at that point you had already given birth to all four children? Correct. Yeah. I had, I, oh, I got married super young and we had four babies, you know, pretty right off the bat and, got my husband through school. And, and from there, yeah, that was really when I started noticing was, I think my late twenties, early thirties. It's amazing. And just, I want to, for you, LaVon, and for all of you other amazing women out there um, who have children, right? Like you guys carrying and birthing kids, just it's, it blows my mind. And I have such tremendous respect for you. And LaVon, you didn't do it once, twice, three times, you did it four times. And so Obviously, ladies, we know that kind of your body just kind of shifts and changes through through that process. And it doesn't mean you're doomed. It doesn't mean you can't lose weight, but it does mean that things are might be a little bit different. So 
Levon, that was in your early 30s, 20 pounds overweight. Then you said you had a few super stressors, which in the group we'd like to call that life-altering stress. And then, I'm sorry, about what age were you at when you found yourself, you know, roughly 60 pounds overweight? So I would say it has been since about 2000 to, uh, 2018 is when I was in about 215, 220 range. My highest weight was 223 okay. that I know of. And I was one of those faithful lose it tracker calorie people. And so that's when I look back on my app, that's what it tells me is over that period of time, I really had a big increase in my weight. So, so that brings up a, a, kind of a, my next question. As you tracked through, through this process from being 20 pounds overweight to then, you know, maybe a roughly a decade or a little under that passing did you ever try to lose the weight? And if you did, what did you use or, or attempt? Or were you just like kind of constantly kicking the can down the road saying, oh, I've, I've got to do something about this? Oh, I was always aware of it. With Even with my babies, I remember being pregnant. I had two babies in a stroller. I was trying to exercise, trying to, you know, eat healthy. I didn't have the greatest examples of healthy, balanced eating growing up, but I recognized like, okay, some things need to change. And I tried several different what I thought were solutions. Uh, the things I've done are lose it calorie counting, which felt like a good fit until it got to the point where this is just exhausting mm -hmm. to keep logging everything and putting in my homemade recipes and trying to figure out how many calories I have. And then working the system and realizing, I here I am, I'm eating unhealthy foods so that I can justify the kind of foods that I enjoy, like brownies and cookies and pizza. So I was working the system to not eat healthy so I could just eat the foods that I enjoyed. And, you know, at the end of the day, as long as your calories said you were under, then you were good to go. The other things I've tried is intermittent fasting. And just because I had done a little bit of research and I knew that there was some information that said it may be helpful for insulin resistance. And I knew with my family history and what was going on that it might be beneficial. And I lost about 10 to 15 pounds until I realized this is completely unsustainable. And I feel like garbage coming into about 10, 30, 11 o'clock. And then I had a school nurse job that was super busy and I wouldn't get lunch until like one o'clock. And so I'm just to the point where I just feel terrible every single day. And then I'm going home and eating my brains out because you're so hungry after everything you've been doing that morning and the demands on your body. So, so that didn't work out very well. Uh, I did some keto. I never did true keto, but my husband has been diabetic since uh, I think his early thirties. And so we would use that as a way to try to drop carbs. And that never really felt like a good fit. My family still talks about the Splenda brownies of 2012. Like my kids like to say, mom, do you remember those terrible, horrible, the worst brownies you ever made in your whole life? Like we tried to drop sugar with all of these alternatives. And uh, so we did uh, have a little bit of a stint with keto recipes and trying to do low carb and then this is going to be your favorite, Corey, because I know how strongly you feel, but we did weight loss challenges, right? They're called Phil Gray and Eight, and I'm guilty. I ran a weight loss challenge for my school. I am happy to say this is my very first school nursing job. I'm really happy to say that we actually had some success, and I would do weekly education, and I would have them do daily items like track your water, and let's, let's do some of these other important things, And but if you were to ask all of those people, 
today where they're at, I know every single one of them are going to say that didn't last past your health challenge. So, and, so yeah, and, been and there, that, done that. That was called lose great or excuse me, feel great in eight. Was it feel great in eight? Yep. Yep. Wow. You had to like start on a Monday and get in your 45 minutes of exercise and eat your 10 servings of fruits and vegetables and don't eat anything white and the whole nine yards. Yep. Wow. That's, um, man, those, those are some great names. And the first one, was it the, the calorie tracking? What was it called? Called lose it. Lose it. I think I have heard of that one, but man, these are some great, like Levon, I, I gave, I tip my hat to you. If nothing else, you picked weight loss programs that had great names. The the lose it app <laughs> with the tracking calories and feel great in eight. Those are, those are really amazing things. Catchy, <laughs> catchy and terrible. Exactly. <laughs> Very catchy for sure. And, and for those of you listening, in case you haven't picked up on it, Levon is a health professional. And so when she, when she jumps in and uses words like insulin resistance, and she talks about like leading the challenge at her school, she mentioned in there, she was a school nurse at the time, but Levon does have uh, knowledge of the body and physiology and, and, and health. And so this is one of the, which to me and Levon, feel free to chime in on this. If you'd like, this really kind of highlights one of the things that I talk about from time to time on the podcast. And I really preach inside the coaching group, which is there's a tremendous difference between knowledge and know-how. And just because we have knowledge about a certain diet or we have knowledge even about how the body works, it doesn't mean that we necessarily have know-how. It doesn't mean that we know how to take that knowledge and apply it to our life in a real practical way that really benefits us. And so um, Levon is one of many people that that I've worked with over the years who may be a health professional or maybe a or trainer or a nutritionist of their own. And so uh, Levon, would you kind of con concur with that? Like, do you feel like there are people in the health profession world where you're like, man, they, they know about the body, but they do not have this area of their life in order? Oh, absolutely. I think sometimes we have knowledge and we don't know how to implement or we just don't want to. And mm. um, we just kind of feel like, is it worth it to me? I don't know. Is this a priority for me? And I had taken nutrition classes. I've been studying the body. I've seen the firsthand effects in my own family from obesity and diabetes. So I knew what could happen. And I think I even knew what to do. What I didn't know was how to incorporate the biggest roadblock for me. And that was the mental puzzle, the mental work behind weight loss. That was where I was completely stuck. And I didn't realize it until I found your program. You know, there's there's some crazy guy out there. He's and I apparently all he says is like, if you want to change your body, you must first change your brain. You got to also change your brain. I don't know. I've heard about this guy. He's somewhere out there. Maybe as a podcast, but I think you might be onto something, Levon. So yeah, sorry, I, I couldn't help myself. So that when we think down. of all of those things that you just listed that you had tried, if you kind of go back there in your mind, what really, what kind of drove you nuts the most about? all of those approaches and, and kind of the diet and weight loss industry in general? Well, I think first was unrealistic expectations. When you look at social media and you look at advertisements and you look, okay, well, this is what success looks like. You're going to drop two to five pounds a week and you're going to look exactly like this. And even though we all know that deep down inside, but there's still that part of us. that's like, oh yeah, if I do this program, I'm going to be slim and trim and healthy. And I knew that based on my own body type and my lifestyle and how just my genetics that, hey, I'm never going to look like one of those people. And that wasn't really my motivator, but I just wanted to feel good. And I also didn't want to have to worry about developing diabetes at age 30 or age 40. 
Um, but the biggest thing I think it was, is it was just a matter of, well, if you do this, these are the results. If you do this the results, that pattern over and over and over again. And it always was so unrealistic and just such a huge change that you would think, yeah, sure. I'm going to do this. And then about four or five days or four or five days later, you realize there's, I don't want to do this anymore. This really sucks. This is terrible. I don't ever want to have to live my whole life and never be able to have brownies or cake or whatever. And that's really where I was. I had decided in my brain, I could have one or two options. I could be fat and happy, or I could be skinny and miserable. Mm. And I mean, no wonder I failed at everything I tried because deep down, that's not really what I wanted. Wow. Wow. That's so, that is so powerful. Everything you just shared is absolutely incredible. And you are not the first person. I'm, if I rem- if I recall correctly, who has been on this podcast and, and said almost exactly the same. I, I came to this point in my life where I, I thought, okay, I, I get it. I can be fat and happy or skinny and miserable. And, and this brings up one of the things I just did a, a free coaching call for all of you amazing podcast listeners, not terribly long ago. And one of the points I made in that call was very much what LaVon just hit on. And that is, what does it matter how much weight you lose if you're miserable, if you can't eat any of your favorite foods, if you're killing yourself with unsustainable workouts, like one of the things that we pride ourselves on that I pride myself on in the way I coach people, I want people to be able to, to not only enjoy the process. I want people, I joke about it. It sounds really corny, but I want people to be able to smile at the scales. Like, so (laughs) thinking of smiling at the scales is such a foreign concept because normally the scales don't move. And so we get frustrated and angry or depressed or discouraged, or if they do move, well, then we're doing something, as LaVon mentioned, that's so miserable and unsustainable that we want to be happy about it. But it's like, good grief. I just don't know if I can because this is so, this is just so not fun. And so, man, man, uh, in, incredible points, LaVon. Now, let me just share just a, I just want to share some inspiration with everyone. I want to empower you a little bit. Please understand, you do not only have two choices. This is not an A or B. A, be fat and happy. B, be skinny and miserable. There is a choice C where you can move towards better health, where you can lose weight and actually enjoy the process. That is possible. I just want everyone to understand that. And it's not like I'm, I hold some magical secret key. That's exactly what we do in my coaching program, but you can accomplish it in other ways as well. So let's, okay, I'm going to start preaching, Levon. Let's, let's move forward. Let's keep going here. Um, I was going to ask you what you felt like was really holding you back from losing weight and making progress in the past, but I think you already shared that. You, you said your mindset, correct? Yeah, it really was. I um, I just felt like I needed to follow up on that fat and happy comment. Um, I think in the last five years, I started to realize that my perception of what happiness was, like being able to eat whatever I want, I really realized that in, in all reality, I was in, I was in the obesity category and I felt that. And so what I perceived as my best life, well, you know, I'm going to be okay with the weight that I am, but I'm going to eat what I want and I'm going to still keep trying, but I'm not really going to commit. And so that was when I realized that I cannot live a joyful, productive, energetic life with where I'm at right now. And so I think that's, what really drew me to your program was because I heard that it was possible to have a different way, even though my brain said, oh, no, 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 there's no way that that 
can actually be true, but I kind of wanted to explore it and just see. And that's where my journey took me. Wow. So everyone, please don't miss that. LaVon talked about how in the weight loss and diet industry, the thing that drove her most nuts was the, like the unrealistic expectations, right? Like do this, get that. If you just do this, then you're going to look like that. And and I talk about that. These aren't LaVon's words. These are mine. But, you know, you look on Instagram and it's like, do this program and you get this kind of booty, right? Like that's what Instagram, Instagram is all about booties and abs and, you know, achieving this fitness model type of physique, whether you're a male or a female, that's what's out there. Do this, get that. It's like a tit for tat and it's just not how it works. And so LaVon went from seeing advertisements like that and approaching this weight loss world really with that mindset, whether she realized it or not, because that's what was being shoved in her face and shoved down her throat by the, by the diet and weight loss industry. She went from that to her words were basically, I want to have a joyful, productive and energetic life. It's not about, I don't, it's not about being a before and after picture. I want to have a joyful, productive and energetic life. And I don't believe I can do that with where my body is right now. Oh, that is a massive, massive shift, my friends. And LaVon made that shift before she ever came into my coaching group. We help people try to make those shifts in the process and in the program. But if you can get to that place beforehand where you go, yeah, I want to lose weight, but, but really it's about so much more than that. And that sounds like exactly what you did, LaVon. Uh, I'm so happy you, you followed up on that. Is there any more you'd like to share in relation? No, I think, I think that encompasses it. Um, just to your point of how the mental part of this program and how that mental work, it, it it's all interrelated. And that really, it's not just, I lost 30 pounds and now I'm joyful. It's, I have to find some joy to help me lose the 30 pounds. And then it's just kind of this onward rolling synergistic relationship between my mind and my body and, you know, all of those other important things. Yeah. And your relationship with yourself as you go through the process. Absolutely. Oh, okay. Okay. Let's move forward. (laughs) Let me, let me throw some more stuff at you. We could hang out on all of this stuff all day long because it's the kind of stuff I love to talk about, but so when you got to that place in your life where you said, I want to be joyful and productive and energetic, and I don't think I can do it with where I'm at. And you kind of, as you said, redefined your, or began to redefine your definition of happiness. Um, then you stumbled upon my podcast and what was it that made you go, Hey, I know I've done, <laughs> this isn't feel great in eight. The, the name isn't nearly <laughs> as cool. But what made you decide to to take that next step? What made you decide that this might be the the, the right thing for you? Oh, I think I had hit a, kind of an all-time low probably that summer, realizing that I can't hike anymore. I can't do some of the, I had some great opportunities uh, to participate in a youth activity and it was going to be pretty physically strenuous. Um, we ended up getting sick and having to come home. We were invited to do what's called a pioneer trek. It's a, it's a youth building exercise and it's, it's miles and miles every day and pushing hand carts and we're moms and paws with the kids. And, um, we ended up getting sick. Scott and my daughter, uh, my husband started running fevers and we had to go home. But at the end of the week, when all of the kids were home and a lot of the leaders were sharing experiences, I think deep down, I knew I wouldn't have been able to do it. And that's a terrible feeling to feel like I can't live my life yeah, and do what I want to do. So once again, it wasn't about 
it wasn't about how you looked. It wasn't about the number on the scale. It was about being able to do the things you want to do in life. Absolutely. Wow. And so getting to that place, did you already feel like you kind of knew there was a mindset element or did that come later? I, um, I think I knew and I'd had enough experiences to realize I had to find a better way. And so when I started listening to your podcast and started realizing that, okay, there's mental work that can be done that can change the outcome. Um, I, I tried the same cycle over and over and over again. And so when I realized that, oh, maybe there's more to this. And I knew that there um, was some mental or emotional roadblocks to me being successful, but I didn't have the tools or the resources are really feeling like, how do I do that? That was a big game changer. So when that started coming up in your podcast, I, I kind of binged. I was off of school because I'm a school nurse. So I binged your podcast a lot uh, for about a week of period. And I thought the more I listen to this, the more this just makes sense with what makes sense to me. Not because some dude from the southern part of the United States, who's very compelling, obviously, right? I think that's a gift that you have, but it wasn't what you, it, it wasn't how you said it or how, you know, your way that you convey yourself in a podcast. It was the meaning of what you were saying that change is possible. We just have to rethink how we do it. Mm. And uh, that mental component can have amazing physical results if you're willing to do the process and willing to do the work. So that's what led me to Inner Circle. So uh, I want to thank you for saying that uh, that Southern guy is kind of compelling. I don't know about that. I don't know if I if I can uh, live up to that, but I really appreciate those kind of words. But what I love even more is that you said it kind of makes sense, you know, and, and that's the that's the thing to me when we look at weight loss from a, if we can. It, it, and that can be one of the toughest things for a lot of people to do. Right, Levine, And maybe maybe it was present for you. I know it's present for a lot of people, but one of the toughest things can be to kind of push away from all of the emotion and maybe the franticness or the stress and pressure that's, that's kind of circling around losing weight and wanting to look a certain way, just to kind of to push away from all that and just to go, wait a minute, let me take stock here. Let me take a very logical, rational look at all of this and figure out my next step. Let me figure out my best next step and see what that's going to be. And, um, you know, you mentioned in there, Levon, and this is something that I just try to, man, I just think people miss this. You said, I've, I've done the same cycle over and over and over again. And, and that's what I'm trying to let everyone know. Everyone turn the volume up. Listen, when you're stuck in that old school diet mentality and, and you've got what we call the diet mind or the diet brain, right? You're doing slightly different versions of the same old thing over and over and over and again. And, and the really, really bad part about that is that it's ingraining, it's ingraining this kind of failure loop where your brain understands and goes, okay, I see you've done this enough. We're going to start strong. We're going to go pretty good for a while. And then eventually either we're going to get tired of it or we just know it's not sustainable. So we'll quit. And your brain knows that and expects that and will lead you to that again and again and again. And one of the primary things that we work on doing inside the group is, is breaking that cycle and actually starting on a new path. And so uh, Levon, I just really appreciate you mentioning that you did see that it was the same cycle over and over and how you thought, wait a minute, this, it, 
it seems to me, and Levon, you correct me if I'm wrong, it seems like you were coming from a pretty rational and logical place of going, wait, this actually kind of makes sense. Maybe I need to investigate this. Would you say that's true? Oh, yes, definitely. Yeah. I think deep down, I knew that I had to address what was behind my actions and why I was doing it. Not just not just telling myself I shouldn't be eating 12 cookies, which I would do. Literally, I would sit down and let's do this. You know, um, I, I knew that I had to figure out the why behind it and start, you know, really investigating that and understanding the habits that I formed and how they got there. Wow. So beautifully said. I agree hundred percent, as you know. So uh, my next question for you is, you know, so you've been in, how long have you been a part of the inner circle coaching group? I can't even, I don't even know. Uh, I just passed my six month anniversary. Three ah, days. That's right. No, I do remember you making a post yeah. saying, okay, I've, you know, you got some new responsibilities coming up, but you're, you know, you're moving forward beyond that six month mark. That's right. I do remember that. So looking back at the, the, the Levon from say eight months ago or a year ago versus now, what would you say is most different for you now? I knew this question was coming. So I, if you don't mind, I asked my family, I just thought it would be interesting because I know how I feel and I'll share my thoughts too. But I asked those that are still living at home. I have, my kids are all adults, but I do have two still with me. And it was very interesting how they all said, you don't seem stressed about food anymore. Mm. I'm happy. And you seem to have more energy. What I was just like, Boom, boom, boom. That's exactly what I wanted because that's six months ago. That's what I knew I needed in my life. So, and I, and just for those that are listening, I still have a long way to go on my journey. So it's not like I'm at some finish line, but first off there, I mean, as Corey says all the time, there is no finish line. This is my life. This is my lifestyle. This is, this isn't going to change. I'm just going to keep getting a little more attentive to what I do. And I'm just going to keep honing that until I feel like, okay, this is where I'm going to be every single day for the rest of my life until I am too old to, you know, whatever. Um, So it was really helpful for my family to kind of say, we see this in you, but I didn't really need their feedback. I, I knew that already innately just by how I feel. And so I was to look back six months ago and someone said, oh, by the way, if you just kind of put your trust in a little bit of belief in this crazy guy um, and in this program, and if you're willing to just rethink how you approach food, you're going to feel completely different six months from now. And you will have some success. You're not going to drop the 70 pounds that you want to, but you're going to be 25 pounds lighter And even if I don't lose one more single pound, like I am happy. I love my life. I feel good again. Oh my goodness. Did did anyone hear that? Did anyone turn the volume up? Some of you, you need to hear this more than anything. LaVon just said, even if I don't lose another pound, like I'm, I'm good. I'm happy. I'm happier than I've ever been. My friends, some of the, like, we think if we could just lose the weight, we would be happy. Or we think if we could just lose the weight, then we would be finished and we wouldn't be stressed about it anymore. And those are just lies. Those are not necessarily true. Losing weight doesn't guarantee you anything. It doesn't guarantee you happiness. It doesn't guarantee you no stress. But what can get you to that place is like Levon has mentioned throughout this, doing the work along the way so that you are redefining your relationship with food. You're improving your relationship with yourself so that so that y- your happiness is naturally just kind of bubbling through 
and your stress is naturally lowering, <clears throat> excuse me, whether you lose 25 pounds or 50 or 70 or whatever. LaVon, were, were you on the coaching call we had last night? I can't remember. Please forgive me. I was. I had to dip out early, but I was there for about three quarters of it. Okay. So I, I, norm I normally don't mention people's names, but like I'm going to because I really don't think she would mind. Did, did you hear what Barb shared? Yes. Yep. So, I did. Oh my gosh, guys. There's an incredible lady named Barb. She might be on the podcast sometime, but she she's part of the group. And she said, um, you know, I can't remember how much it was, 35 pounds, 36, I don't know, 36 pounds. But she said, you know, I've I've lost 36 pounds. And then she broke down and she had tears in her eyes. And she said, but, you know, I just, I, I feel better than I ever have. And, and I love myself more than I ever have. And, and she just went on to share all of this tremendous, what I would say life gained. And my response to her is my exact same response to you right now, LaVon. Everyone, please understand, it's not losing 30 pounds that makes you want to cry happy tears. It's not losing 25 pounds that makes you want to cry happy tears and shout for joy. It's gaining the 1,000 pounds of life. It's it's gaining your life back and having less stress and having more happiness and loving yourself more. And so uh, I just I love how you shared that, LaVon. It made me think of what Barb shared last night, and it's it's so incredibly true. And within that, I don't want anyone to miss, LaVon said, I just had to rethink how I approach food. And I'll tack on to that if I may, LaVon, how she approached weight loss. Like she had always had the same approach to trying to lose weight. She began to rethink. She was willing. Don't miss this, guys. I give LaVon all the credit in the world. She, We can talk about my inner circle or the coaching program or my Live Life Lose Fat program and, the, you know, the different elements of what we do in there. But LaVon gets all the credit because she was courageous enough to go, wait a minute, this feels different and a little weird, but I'm going to, I'm going to take this step of faith. I'm going to rethink how I've always approached weight loss. I'm going to rethink how I've always approached food and I'm going to, I'm going to be open and I'm going to be coachable and I'm going to take steps outside of my comfort zone. So LaVon, I applaud you and I give you 100% of the credit, just in case anyone's wondering, you have done all the work and you're incredible. Thank you. I appreciate that. It was, um, it has been a wonderful, hard process, but it's, I have no regrets. I couldn't have made a better decision. Well, and it's not even just all weight loss, by the way, I feel like that some of the principles that we talk about, um, are in my personal relationships in my family and also as a nurse with my kids. It's amazing. Mm. Mm. That warms my heart. That warms my heart. So, so as we talk about rethinking how you approach food and how things were different and kind of weird or whatever, maybe what, what surprised you most uh, kind of about what we do and how we do it a, a, as you went through the process? I think the number one thing was definitely the scale. You've talked about this many a time, I know, but it just... <laughs> the the fact that the scale was not the marker of success anymore and how I had to really understand like so many people that just the emotion attached to the scale and having that be your indicator for success is just a terrible way to try to be successful with weight loss. Um, but just doing those daily actions every single day and just realizing that, okay, this process works regardless of what the scale says. And if I just wait and I'm patient enough to do three, four, five weeks in between 
weigh-ins, I see success happen. It doesn't happen the same way the world says it happens, the diet industry, but it happens on a long-term, sustainable, easier path with less resistance because I live a life now that I have no resistance to. I Mm. enjoy the foods that I love. And every single day I have these habits that are now just part of me because I took it slow and I built them one by one instead of just, okay, let's do everything and decide to give it up. So that has been a huge, that was the biggest difference with your program that I think really surprised me from the get-go was that we could take it low and slow and that failure is actually good because when you set your goals and you fail or mess up or screw up at something and you investigate that and you try to understand, okay, well, why did I do that? I had a plan and then the plan didn't work out because of Was it emotion? Was it my day? Was it my stress? Was it some physical things? When you start asking yourself that and you start puzzling out the whys behind what you do, it changes your actions one to two weeks from now. And then the next thing you know, in six months, you're like, wow, look how far I've come. Look how much I've changed because I took the time to deal with the source or the root cause behind what I was choosing to do. Oh my goodness. We could, we could just literally wrap it up right there and and people could re-listen to that last five minutes of what you shared over and over because that's pure gold. I just want to point out one thing that LaVon said in there because I think there's some irony with it and I, I don't want any of you to miss it. She said, I live a life now that I have no resistance to. Let that sink in, everyone. I live a life now that I have no resistance to. Now, here's what I believe is ironic about that. LaVon, you shared earlier that you had gotten to a place where you say, well, I can, I just, I'll just be fat and happy, right? Like, and so I'll eat whatever I want and just go through life. Like, basically, correct me if I'm wrong, what you were desiring back then was a life with no resistance. You didn't want to have resistance of saying, I can't eat this, I can't eat that. You, you wanted to just eat what you wanted to eat and just live and be happy, And the irony to me (laughs) is that a quote unquote diet program, right? Like if that's what we want to call this program, that's where you found the life of no resistance by taking ownership of your choices, by taking a completely new approach. I just, I think there's a a, a incredibly sweet irony in that. Yeah, I totally agree. Mm. Oh, so good. My new life and I'm happy to live it. No problem. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I love it. I love it. Okay. Okay. Next, uh, next question I got for you. So, and you may have already covered this. I don't know, but maybe there's something else you'd like to share. What would you say has been your biggest game changer? Aha kind of light bulb realization moment for you. Mm, I think we probably have covered that just realizing that it's just okay to make mistakes and Mm. to not feel like you're strong enough to do something or to pace yourself differently. Uh, Yeah, I feel like we've covered that pretty thoroughly. I don't know what else really I would add other than I've had, I have a little book that I keep of my little note, kind of as we're going through coaching calls and every once in a while, um, something will jump out to me. Um, The only thing I would say is that role of, you and I covered this in a coaching call when we were talking about grace and forgiveness and accountability and just realizing the role of integrity in all of that. And I think that probably is one of my most recent really ahas is that integrity is not just keeping yourself accountable to what you say you're going to do, but integrity is also 
recognizing what I can or cannot do and what I'm not ready for yet or that I just still have to manage and deal with and figure out the emotions behind this before I'm ready to move on. So integrity, I just feel like sometimes is, well, it's, it's just figuring out why you can't do something um, or why you can't be successful or why you can't be accountable to yourself when you say you're going to do it. But integrity also is taking an honest look at yourself and re recognizing I have work to do and I, I need to be willing to do that if I expect to progress. Hmm. 100%. And and guys, in case you can't tell, Levon is uh, an incredible student. Shocker that she's had tremendous success. Um, I mean, she she attends coaching calls when she can. She takes notes. She gets help when needed. And those are things that are essential for any of us if we want to progress in any area of life. So um, thank you for sharing that, Levon. I, I agree. And I think sometimes integrity does get slanted, like you said, towards that, you know, just do what you say you're going to do. Just, you know, grit and bear it and put your nose to the grindstone and go for it. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. There's so much more to that word and that concept than just that. And uh, uh, like I said, I really appreciate you bringing that up. Uh, now let's shift to a little bit of food stuff. If you don't mind my asking, okay. uh, what would, what is one of your, share with us one of your favorite kind of, for lack of a better term, like healthier, clean meals. And then also what's one of your favorite indulgent meals? Oh, I have a lot of them. I would say um, probably my go-to breakfast is I throw some triple zero yogurt in, some spinach, some almond butter, bananas, and blueberries. It's really quick and easy, and I can just throw it in a in a cup or glass and slurp that on the way to work if I'm running late. So you blend so, it all up? Yep. I just okay. throw it in a blender. That's my breakfast smoothie. Um, it has my fantastic fats and my protein. It has a little bit of veggies and the bananas and blueberries. It's just a really good mix of everything. So I do that at least two, sometimes three times a week. And then I don't even know where to start. I love all the foods, Corey. I just love everything. I cannot even tell you. And it's usually, especially desserts. Yeah. Mm. Yep. That's, that's where my, that's so, where my buds take me is to chocolate cookies, brownies, the whole nine yards. Okay. So I got to ask now because everybody, if, if anyone's been listening to this podcast for any amount of time, they've heard me talk about NWI, you know, about NWI LaVon. So what I'm putting you, I'm putting you on the spot here. And if you can't think of it, it's okay. But what would you say is, because you know me, I'm a big dessert person. I love sweets. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> what is a dessert that is maybe one of your favorites and you're like, oh my gosh, it's so worth it. And then what is another dessert where you go, honestly, it's kind of almost NWI. Mm. Totally worth it for me is Texas sheet cake. That's what I ask every year for my birthday. It's kind of a fudgy brownie cake with even more fudgy topping, frosting, pecans, the whole, that's the whole package for me. Mm. It is amazing. <laughs> that's a totally worth it. And it's a sheet cake size, but it's my birthday. I'm just going in. I'm going for it. Going <laughs> for go gold. I'm, I'm going in. <laughs> <laughs> and then <clears throat> let's see, NWI, um, you mentioned this somewhere. I don't even know where, but I remember you saying cheesecake and I feel the exact same way. If it's not covered with hot fudge, chocolate, raspberry sauce, nuts, forget it. It's, it's just not, that is not my thing. Not, not worth it. Oh my goodness. I'm so with you and you're right. I don't remember where I mentioned it. If it was on a coaching call or on the podcast, but cheesecake is definitely one of my NWI desserts. And the irony of that, my mother, when, when she was alive, like 
that was her that was her dessert she i mean she she really liked cheesecake so if i was ever at a like a social function on the other side of the family you know something like that and there was cheesecake i would always get her a little piece and take it back to her but i was like man i just don't know and it so obviously desserts aren't genetic right we we form our own taste <laughs> along the way but i'm i'm with you on the cheesecake there so um and my friends all of you listening everybody right i always say this but it's true whenever we talk about sweets and food it's like okay i'm officially not listening to that guy's podcast anymore because i I'm wanting to be encouraged and motivated about weight loss. And all I am now is hungry for some Texas sheet cake. And all, I mm -hmm. just want to eat some dessert, man. That's, oh my goodness. Yeah. I want to try that. I don't think I've ever had that cake, but it sounds amazing. Oh, I will send you the recipe. It It is. Texas it, it, sheet cake. Texas sheet cake. Yep. Oh man. It sounds incredible. So, okay. Let's bring it all together, my dear. You've shared so much amazing stuff, but what is if we, if we kind of bold it all down, what is the one thing that you want people to know about losing weight or nutrition or body image or the whole process or whatever? Like if you were still out, you, you said it at the very beginning of the episode, you were like, Hey, six months ago, I was in the exact same shoes as all the listeners. Right. And so, you know, six or eight months ago, if you were still out there listening, what would you like to say to the old version of yourself? Oh, I think I would say uh, it doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter how many times you've tried, how many times you've failed, how beyond help you think that you are or beyond just feeling um, I'm either frustrated or I want to give up or I'm just not capable. All of those things that we feel as we, you know, if we've had any experience with weight loss failures in the past. It just that change absolutely is possible if you are willing to give it the chance and willing to put a little bit of belief and faith in a process that feels completely different than anything you've ever done before. If you're willing to give it the chance and willing to do the work and willing to recognize that it's not going to be easy. And even though the bully is going to fight you a lot during the process, it gets easier and easier and easier until you find yourself on the other side, wondering, I'm never, not really wondering, but realizing I, I'm never going to go back to that old life because mm. this is, this is the new me. It's me as I was, as I was always meant to be. Mm. Oh my goodness. That's so good. And Levon, I just want to, take a moment to say thank you for sharing that because you as you said like you were you know not terribly long ago this is still fresh for you you were in the exact same shoes as so many people out there listening and so you can you can speak to that position in such a way that is just really powerful and I really I just want to commend you for taking the time to come on and share your story and to share a little bit of your history and I just want to applaud you from a coaching standpoint of being willing to take those tiny steps outside of your comfort zone to try a new approach, to have the courage to do something different and rethink, as you said, rethink how you approach food and weight loss. Um, I, I have a little something I want to wrap up with, but I want to, I want to shut up and give you uh, one last chance. If there's anything else you'd like to share. No, I think we've covered probably anything that I'm, I want to share right now, but I, I just thank you for the opportunity and thank you for um, the connection and creating an opportunity for, for so many people. Oh, it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. And it's absolutely our pleasure 
to have you as part of the inner circle family. So uh, thank you for being such an incredible part of that group. Now I want to wrap up with this, my friends, and it's directly from LaVon's mouth. My hope and prayer for all of you is that you can get to a place where you live a life that you have no resistance to. I've never heard it phrased like that, but it's so beautiful and it's so appropriate. I hope you can move towards and achieve your health goals and your weight loss goals in a way that allows you to live a life that you have no resistance to. Because as LaVon said, that's the life you're meant to live. And it's a very beautiful way to live. So LaVon, thank you from the bottom of my heart. All of you listeners, you're incredible. I appreciate you more than you know. Take care. God bless. Bye-bye.